The Raw Rugby Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Raw Rugby Podcast. I'm Brett McKay. I'm going to admit I'm not really ready to talk rugby again in 2023, but there's very good reason why I am back doing it. And without further ado, and without even so much as a standard pseudo-comedy intro, I'm joined on this emergency reconverting of the pod by my regular co-host. Happy New Year to Harry Jones. Hello, mate. How are you? How's it, Brett? It's uh, We were supposed to do refreshments. I know I'm chasing bad guys on the border in Tijuana. I'm still refreshing, uh, just quietly. Now this I'm is, hanging out with the stars in LA. Look at this. Suddenly, this is suddenly, how unready I am for this. I've got a cricket yeah. World Cup shirt on. That's the only World Cup I'm thinking of at the moment. This is how I unready re- I am. I had to remind you about rugby, that rugby exists. You were you so had- cricket cricketized. Yeah. <laughs> you had you had to remind me that we do a pod. <laughs> but we so are here we are. We're here for good reason, mate. That being the shock decision from Rugby Australia to sack Dave Rennie with immediate effect and install Eddie Jones for the next five years in charge of the Wallabies. It's, it had been talked about. I don't think anyone saw this coming, though, as quick as it happened. I'm not sure anyone saw Eddie Jones marching right back in, but it seemed like they were doing their level best, Rugby Australia, to just bite the ankles of Dave Rennie. And so it had a mm. strange, slow-motion walk you know, off the plank. Uh, mm. And so, yeah, then you had to start thinking about Eddie Jones, and here he is. Uh, and here he is indeed. So let's try and get to the bottom of this a bit. Joining us from the pod's Sydney studio is the Raw's rugby editor, Christy Doran. Um, mate, we're, we're here weeks early. Uh, as I say, I don't think anyone saw this coming. Um, tell it, let's, let's kick it all off. Like this all broke Monday morning, Australian time. How did this come to be? Well, firstly, gentlemen, good to join you. And, and Harry um, it's and, and Brett, look, there's a fair bit of change in the air at the moment, but the familiarity of seeing you two, I'm sure, will reassure everyone listening. Um, <laughs> you, um, the trusty old Beanie particularly, um, not so much the, the Cricket World Cup shirt there, Brett, but you're right, <laughs> a dramatic dramatic day in, in Australian rugby history. Uh, and you, you think about... The last decade, and there's been quite a few, haven't there? There's been um, Raylan Castle, Michael yeah. Checker, Israel Folau, the Western Force, Ewan McKenzie's pretty abrupt resignation, mm. um, Robbie Dance departing in, in the middle of 2013, Quade Cooper has been a, a, a recurring theme right throughout. But struggle to, to, to think of one that's from a purely football perspective, rugby perspective, that's been as dramatic as today. Look, we know that Dave Rennie was called into the Rugby Australia offices today, made more difficult and awkward by the fact that Andy Marinos currently in South Africa still won't be returning for another week. Um, that That's raised some question marks for quite a while. But the sequence of events really that, Dave Rennie was in Sydney today. He was in Sydney over the weekend because he was going to go to the Waratahs for a two-day training for Monday and Tuesday. Um, was had Elton John tickets to go on, on Tuesday night. Uh, and he, he's not there anymore. I believe he's going back across the ditch and, and some well overdue time with his family. But the decision was made. Uh, Eddie Jones accepted, agreed to terms over the weekend on Saturday night, his time. By Sunday, it was very much uh, the the chairman of Rugby Australia, Hamish McLennan, from my understanding, 
had then gone back and signed from his side of the fence. Uh, within 24 hours, we see Dave Rennie called in an emergency meeting. Uh, I believe Andy Marinos was on a Zoom. Phil Wall was there in person, I believe. Dan Herbert's overseas at the moment. And it was informed that, thank you very much, your service no longer required. You'd been put on gardening leave. Uh, a rather brutal way to start the week, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> One of the great uh, understatements to start the rugby year, can I say? <laughs> but but we, we do we are saying that it's it's come as a shock. I think the timing more than anything, because there were a lot of people that wanted Dave Rennie to stay, and equally a lot of people that didn't want Eddie Jones to be the man that came back in. Um, but at the same time, uh, there was. You know, the defeat against Italy really did rock the Rugby Australia board. Um, the the fact the matter is that five from 14 last year, a 38% winning record, they didn't anticipate Eddie Jones to come into the reckoning. And, and when he was sacked, the moment he was sacked, it changed everything. And I wrote it at the time and there was a lot of people that raised their eyebrows and would say clickbait this and that. But there was a strong push that, hey, we've got to jump on Eddie Jones now because if we don't, we might lose him. And ultimately, the Rugby Australia board came and headed by Hamish McLennan came to the conclusion that we need to get Eddie right now. The Rugby World Cup is here. We've got big things on the horizon, including private equity, um, pushing, promoting the game into a Lions and a Home World Cup. They didn't want to waste the year, and that's what they decided. They thought Eddie Jones is more likely to get us, and I'll say us, Australia into a semi-final. And uh, they've made the conclusion that Dave Rennie hadn't shown enough, hadn't shown enough to be able to win extreme consecutive matches together. Hey, Christy, uh, two two questions uh, from your sources, if you're allowed to reveal. Did Dave Rennie actually have the review, the formal review of the season that was promised or no? I believe so. I believe the coaches actually had the review well before the entire board, in fact, just because particular board members were away. I believe the Wallabies coaching staff actually had it and, and, and you know, and read through it before the entire board. Yeah, the second one I've got follow-up there is... It, was it your uh, understanding that if they if that results had been different, <clears throat> for example, in the Italy test, or if, uh, for example, uh, Dave Rennie had beaten Eddie Jones in the series, would that have changed things, or was it kind of not going to happen? It was it was already done. Well, I believe it's absolutely, and I, I had a, a conversation this this afternoon. In fact, had Dave Rennie been able to win, uh, and he was told three from five by Andy Marinos. Well, he and said it publicly, was, didn't he? He said it publicly in the Sydney Morning Herald 3. They yeah. got two and they, and they lost against Italy. Yeah. Um, mm. wow. Saudi, had, had they managed to come back and beat Ireland, um, another match that slips through the fingers, it, it, it possibly could have allowed him to survive. But once again, the Wallabies <laughs> in Rugby Australia did not have Eddie Jones on the horizon for, for 2023. Yeah. They certainly did for 24. And this is where I'm, where I keep coming back to. Would all of those points about win loss record and the loss to Italy and all that, all of that, as valid as it might be, that all happened well and truly before the RFE, RFU moved on Eddie Jones. So, if if they weren't enough to sack Rennie at the end of the tour, 
what well, all we can basically conclude is that RA have gone after Eddie Jones because he's available. That's what it basically comes down to, doesn't it? Oh, absolutely. And, you know, it's probably going to divide the rugby community. I think from what mm. I've seen, there's a strong camp in support of Eddie Jones and equally a strong camp that go, hang on, what the heck? Um, and, look, I can see it from both sides of the, of, of the, of the foot there, but at the same time, RA have have looked, they've weighed up the numbers and they've seen a guy that's gone to three World Cups as a head coach and a fourth as a technical advisor and, and they think that Eddie Jones is, is, is more likely to take them further than, than Dave Rennie. Yeah, right. How much did the did did Rennie's comment late last week? And it was only late last week, it was the end of that Wallaby camp up on the Gold Coast. He had his first lot of 40, 44 players together and they were mapping out logistics and things like that. This is how we want to play this year. This is what we want you to take back to your to your states. He was asked outright, Dave Rennie, what he thought about the idea of Eddie Jones coming on as a as an advisor into the World Cup. And and Rennie's comment was that won't happen before the World Cup. How how much did that sway the decision makers? I think it surprised people. I don't think it necessarily changed it completely. And that, that press conference was on the Monday and there was about yeah, half, okay. a dozen, half a dozen of us on it. It did shock people and the people thought, okay, that's that's interesting. Um, but it probably did shape and allow for people to go, well, <laughs> clearly there's not a great relationship there between Chairman and Wallaby's coach when there's he outwardly, outwardly expressed that, hey, I haven't actually spoken to Hamish, so I don't know. He did did slightly roll back his comments by initially saying it won't happen to look, I haven't actually spoken to Hamish yeah. or Andy. Um, you know, play on for the for the time being. And uh, I think Wallabies, from my understanding, Wallabies players and even Rugby Australia staff very much thought before Christmas that Eddie Jones could just roll through these mm. these rugby Australia doors any moment. That possibly softened a little bit. When it gets to you've got a, a Wallabies camp, there's 44 mm. up there. My understanding recently is players thinking, well, okay, blimey, what the heck was the point of that camp then? Um, that they, but- they'd absolutely be thinking that now, and they'd be thinking that rightly because everything they talked about last week, with the possible exception of where they're going to stay, is now up in the air again. Yeah, yeah, and and that's they're. In- completely entitled to do that. But I think also players like an element of, of security. They like the safety net. They knew what was coming. They're in that mix. You know, the 44 of them will walk away going, okay, this is where I'm seen. This is what I need to do. Now the whole thing's mm-hmm. open, isn't it? It's it puts players all notice. Yeah. Outside yeah. a squad, you know, guys like James O'Connor, I think maybe I'm back in the mix now. Mm-hmm. Maybe a Suli Vunavalu who, seemed like a long, long way away from the time being. Maybe he's back. And even guys like Harry Wilson, who has divided and, you know, somehow I think perplexingly has been left out of two spring tours in a row. He's now surely thinking mm. I'm more of a chance. So yeah. it's it's all on, isn't it? Yeah. What do you, what do you make of all this, Harry? I mean, if, if anyone knows anything about chaos in a World Cup year, it's surely Springbok supporters. Yeah, so we can look at this uh, several different ways. And my article points out sort of a if we're only speaking facilely, myopically about 
this year and this year alone, it's kind of a no-brainer if you put, you know, head-to-head. Dave Rennie uh, has really not been a test coach that long at all. It hasn't gone Mm. that well. Uh, Eddie Jones has been a test coach uh, for a long time. And he's had, you know, to manage one of the most complicated unions in uh, the world. I don't think he did it very well, but he still did it for a long time and survived two reviews that he probably should not have survived. So he has that sort of, you know, that that survival instinct. Mm. Uh, we know that he can get up for a tournament. We know that if you give Eddie Jones one thing, you know, beat the box in Brighton, he can do it. Um, so if you look at it that way, like, you know, Dave Rennie's out of answers. Dave Rennie doesn't really have a doctrine. There, what is the Rennie doctrine? We never knew what it was except be big, play hard, and don't mm. give up. But every now and then kind of gave up. Uh, I think Eddie Jones does, you know, it, it, it is an, a no-brainer. That's not how you hire someone for five years, though. When you hire yeah. someone for five years, you're saying two cycles. You also have to consider the fact that Eddie Jones has never left any institution better than when he found it. He, he leaves it more edified, but it's not ha. very edifying. Ha, ha, ha. And, uh, very good. The, re- the reason is, is because he takes the oxygen. All the assistant coaches that were on track somehow go away. No one is around him to threaten the throne. Look at England. Which players are better now than when he found them under Stuart Lancaster and had that 100% season that buttressed his whole record? Nobody except Courtney Laws. Courtney Laws maybe yeah. is the only one that got better. Everyone maybe else. Freddie Stewart, probably. And, and Freddie Stewart, I think, also has come up. Mm. You know, he's come up at Leicester. But I think everyone else, Owen Farrell lost his way. I think the, 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 the condition of the nines and the backup mm. nines is horrendous. No the, one knows the, the midfield. The disconnect between 10 and 12 at the moment is shocking. Ex- yeah. Exotic selection, spiteful selection, spiteful dropping. It looks to me that when you buy the Eddie Jones for five years thing, you have to also factor in mm. all that yeah. and say, is Rugby Australia you know, hosting the biggest event? Do we need to have um, mm. you know, some plan in order that has succession? And so to me, I think that that is the problem. Five years unwise, one year, no brainer. Mm. Um, and I don't think that they've adequately thought that through. Now, it may be that he had the leverage on them, but why? I mean, he yeah. it wasn't what other job was there open? And also, what does this say to other coaches thinking about uh, coming to Australia in the future? I mean, when you look at that up down melodrama, I don't know <laughs> if a razor wants to come or, you know, I, it makes I, you think. I reckon yeah. that's. I reckon that's been here for the last decade, though. though. I don't think. I don't think that'd be new to a prospective coach. That's maybe bit... so, but maybe so. But they, I think Dave Rennie w- was within an inch or two of a lot of different results going a different way. Mm. No one accused his team of laying down. They did play like lions uh, yeah. in Ireland. Uh, there were there were signs that he had not lost. Uh, yeah. Know, the, the the change room and so i just think an other coach might look at that and say yeah well I, I, i'm not sure i want to move my family and come here so you're you know it's definitely an aussie move and it's saying let's come back to aussie coach for aussie um yeah. and that's great because eddie jones is definitely as, as australian as it gets but i just don't know why they gave up so much yeah that's and that's and that's the big question for me you, you said in the middle of all that you talked about succession planning and, and christy if there's Two questions I was asked today on social media. It was one, are you blokes coming back together to put the pod on? And two, what now happens for for Dan McKellar, for Petrus Duplessis, you know, the, the assistant coaches? What has there been any 
talk about, and I know we're not even 24 hours in yet. Has there been any talk about there? And does a does the fact that it's January in a World Cup year, does that actually work in the assistant's favour in that they're going to need some degree of continuity uh, with Eddie Jones going forward? Good questions. We're probably still working a few of those out. Um, Dan Palmer's been heavily linked to True. the Wallaby. Yeah. Yep. Um, whether or not that, I, I think Eddie Jones is is a fan. Um, I don't think he necessarily knows Petrus Duplessis. He yep. probably would have seen him a little bit around the English Premiership. Yeah. As for Dan McKellar, we know Dan McKellar went in and did a week's um, personal development there. I think that might have been in 2018, 19. Mm. Um, yep. So we'd have a relationship with Eddie. Um, look, I know that Rugby Australia is keen on 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 ensuring that there's a much as much um, uh, intellectual property that remains in Australia, yeah. and that includes Dan McKellar. So I think it'd be I, I'd find it interesting if he was to be moved on. Whether or not McKellar decides, you know what, m- might be best to stay here this year, get yeah. to a World Cup, and then, then see what happens. Yeah. I spent two and a half years as a as a full time assistant with the Wallabies. That's a fair bit of experience. Mm. He might decide to either go interstate, potentially back to Queensland. They're on the hunt for a new coach potentially in twenty twenty four, or you, he could potentially go overseas. But I think as long as the lines of communication remain open about the potential of him coming back, I, I don't see it as a bad thing if he goes mm. overseas for a year or two. If there's a pathway for him to come back to Australia. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting to see how it all it all plays out. Look, Christy, thanks, um, thanks for joining us. It's been, uh, it, it's been a a hell of a day, and I say that in every sense of the word in 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 Australian rugby terms. I mean, we've had some days before, but I, I can't remember too many days like this. And it's um, it's it's fair to say it's it's going to be an interesting year ahead for us. And look, you know, if there's a winner out of this today, uh, surely it's the raw servers. <laughs> well, I think it just provokes discussion, though, isn't it? And it is yeah. fascinating looking across the the national landscape of the papers from the TV mm. and rugby's being spoken about, and yeah. that is something that Eddie Jones will bring. Um, I think it's important. Some people might think the, mo- the biggest priority is winning, mm. but you know what? The, the Wallabies actually haven't won much over the last few years, yeah. and really haven't won much since back in 2015. So. It's been a long time, but yeah. um, good to join you too and looking forward to a, a big year and seeing a bit more of your mugs over the next couple of months. <laughs> yeah, but in a few weeks when we're actually ready to do this again. Thanks, mate. We appreciate it. Cheers. The Roar. Well, Harry, I don't know. This is this is a, a, a weird summer. Like I'm... <laughs> I've spent the summer watching Star Wars movies with my daughter, and now all of a sudden I've been thrown into Return of the Jedi. I wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean, I don't know. You, you wrote a you wrote a good line um, today to, to close out your 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 piece. You said he may end up dooming Australian rugby for the next decade, even as he may take the Wallabies to a bloody grand final this year. And I absolutely get that sentiment. I reckon. For every cautious tweet and comment written in the last, you know, 18 hours, that sentiment is ringing true. But the other element of it, and and I get this, and I said it as much in a couple of radio interviews that I did, um, you know, today, Monday as well, that he is box office. There is no one better qualified to put Australian rugby 
back on the map, both internationally and in Australia, and both are important as each other. As Christy said, with two World Cups and a Lions tour and private equity in the air, I mean, Eddie Jones will make headlines and he will bring he will bring new interest into the sport of rugby in Australia. So maybe it's a good thing. Maybe this is just crazy enough to work. Yeah, I mean, I think in my article I pointed out that on balance he he's definitely more box office than Dave Rennie, who was you know he's a really boring. It turns out a very boring presence. Uh, didn't bring very much. Uh, I feel bad for him and his family at this point. Yeah, he's got the axe. Which yeah, is and not so do fun. I. So do he's I. a good guy. And I pointed yeah. out that he's a nice guy, and I pointed out that he's a nicer guy than Eddie Jones. And Eddie Jones may be what is needed, just like Warren Gatlin is not as nice a guy as Wayne Pivak, and, mm. and Alistair Kutsia was the nicest guy in South Africa. But you know, look what we got with Rossi. So, you sometimes you need this feather ruffling kind of presence, and no one brings that better than Eddie. Uh, I also think that if you just if all you think about is levels of World Cup, I do think he's worth a level or two over Dave Rennie in the tournament. Uh, I would just say this that it it has I've never and maybe Eddie's going to change. And look, we want Eddie on this podcast. We want to to talk to him. If you are listening, if you are listening, Eddie, we're 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 open whenever you're ready to go. And you'll have the best interview you've had in in any forum mm. about what have you learned? What did you really learn mm. from the English job, and why what? have you changed? Because I do think that that the long term, he is. I don't think Eddie's shown yet that he's able to do the finesse, uh, the mm. self learning, uh, to resist the exotic selections that I think you know over time have alienated uh, people in each one of his uh, jobs. Mm. And so I just think, oh, could it be different? Of course. Of course, he could, you know, have a real defined structure and stay with it. Or if there's hard times, he, I could see him becoming, you know, combative with the press and, you know, inventing enemies where there are none. And and that, you know, that would be a very bad thing in 2026, mm. 2027, yeah. right? When Australia wants to say peace and harmony, all yeah. the states work together and everyone's got a plan, you know? Yeah. I think I'd ask him one question when we got him on the pod. What was your plan for England? And now, how different is it for your plan for Australia? I'd I'd love yeah. to would love Scoop, to hear that. Tell us one question yeah. for you before we before we wrap this up. Have the bookies now shortened the Wallabies for the Rugby World Cup? Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, Dave Rennie was not a proven Test coach and had not shown he could uh, wed mm. together uh, different you know philosophies. There was still kind of that state to state state. I think Eddie Jones has at least shown that he can take you to the biggest stage and get to the final dance. Yeah. But on that, like Dave Rennie in three years had two COVID bubble years and a year with 40 injuries, 40 fair. plus injuries. That's you know, it's, it's easy to say he didn't achieve much, but geez, he really didn't get a run, did he? So I don't know. That's, that's And maybe that's why it feels, it still feels pretty raw and pretty, pretty rough at this point. It's, I don't know. We'll see, mate. It's going to be a wild ride. And that may only be till the end of the 23 World Cup, never mind 2027 in Australia. But, mate, I think that might be the end of a very sudden and definitely a very early 2023 episode one of the Raw Rugby Podcast. We'll leave it behind us. Don't forget, Harry and I are both on the socials. And thanks so much to a whole heap of you who left us ratings or a review over the New Year break. It does all help with the algorithms and the listings and all that. And we will get back to them uh, in a few weeks' time when we when we do start properly. We will be back uh, in mid-February sometime. We haven't actually quite worked out 
when in mid-February that'll be. But we will be back for the start of the 2023 Super Rugby uh, Pacific season. Um, so don't forget to like, follow, subscribe on your pod platform of choice and you'll ensure that new episode does drop uh, whenever it does go live once we return. It's the Raw Rugby Podcast with me, Brett McKay and Harry Jones. Every week in a few weeks' time on theraw.com.au, Australia's biggest sporting debate, the home of all your favourite international rugby analysis, opinions and conversations. Thanks so much for listening to this emergency return of the pod. We will be back in your ears in a few weeks' time. Play come us with. <laughs> <laughs>